Welcome to the first season of 88 Speaks, the podcast created by 88 Mind with the intention of destigmatizing and understanding mental health. We hope that these conversations make you feel less alone, inspire you, teach you, and encourage you to keep building the best version of you that there is. In the meantime, please give us a follow on Instagram at 88mind underscore Mina and visit our website get88mind.com for updates about the startup. Thank you and enjoy. In today's episode, 88 speaks with Lean, an amazing young life coach based in Kuwait. She helps us understand the power of the unconscious mind and how it impacts our mental health. We hope you love this episode as much as we do. Welcome to 88 Speaks. Super excited to have you today. Thank you for having me. And of course, my name is Lynn. Uh, I'm an ex-accountant, but I just shifted my career to life coaching and psychology. So I'm an ICF Associate Certified Coach. I'm a, a neurolinguistic practitioner and I'm a hypnotherapist. And I'm currently working on uh, getting my master's in psychology so amazing yeah. my god you're doing so much mashallah touch with thank you, thank <laughs> you. <laughs> so today's episode is the power of the unconscious mind and delving into first what is the unconscious mind but understanding how this relates to mental health obviously first thing is the unconscious mind runs your body Right. So it has like a blueprint of your body and it runs it. So do you find yourself like asking your unconscious mind to keep your heart beating overnight or blood rushing through your body overnight? Yeah, don't tell my unconscious mind, please don't forget to keep my heart beating. Yeah. But you just sleep and trust that it's gonna do that. Right? Yeah, and you wouldn't think necessarily something like that is linked to the unconscious mind. I don't know when I before you told me this, I when I would think of like my heart beating at night, I'd just be like, okay, but that's a normal biological, like factual mm-hmm. thing that's gonna, you know, happen in my body. Exactly. exactly. And that's just like one of the aspects of the unconscious mind that's related to the physical body. But like, imagine everything as it has on your mental health and your emotions. And there is a session that I do with my clients. It's called the timeline session, mm-hmm. where you resolve five unresolved negative emotions which are anger, sadness, fear, hurt, and guilt. Okay. And it goes back to even before birth. So for example, my experience with it, and it was mind-blowing when I discussed it with my mom, um, when I was working on sadness. So the first question I asked my clients is, and no, are you willing to, is your unconscious mind willing to deal with this emotion and for you to be aware of it consciously? I always ask my clients to say the first answer that comes to their mind. Sometimes they say no and they get shocked that they said no because their unconscious mind is not ready to deal Mm -hmm. with this emotion. Other people say yes. And then we move to the next part, which is, was it before, during, or after birth when you first felt this emotion unconsciously? And I need them to answer the first answer that comes to their mind. So when I was working on my sadness emotion, I said before my birth. So the next question comes, was it, in your mother's womb or before that? And I was like, in my mother's womb. Then my, my coach asked me, okay, which month? So I said six months. Obviously, just like unconsciously, I'm answering unconsciously. Like the first thing that comes to my mind. Mm-hmm. When I had a discussion with my mom about that, she was like, but your pregnancy, I was very happy. Like I was waiting for a girl. I wanted a girl. 
And then she like started daydreaming for a second. And then she was like, actually, yeah, when you were six months, my uncle passed away. And I was so sad because I was really close to my uncle. So this, I actually did feel a lot of sadness because emotions, they're chemicals that your brain releases into your bloodstream. And when your mother is pregnant, you are part of her bloodstream. So these chemicals are going to you too, right? So the unconscious mind is basically activated when you're in the womb. Mm-hmm. As soon as you doing, start exactly. building cells. Exactly. Sometimes I even ask my clients when they say, no, it was before, before my birth, like before existing. Some people say past life or genealogically because again, like some people feel emotions through genes. Mm. It's passed down through generations. So again, the power of unconscious mind is when you give it the chance to surrender to it, you will start answering things in a way that you never thought you would answer. And then we move to another thing, which is how your unconscious mind represses certain memories to protect you because it believes that you're not ready to deal with the emotions that come with these memories yet. Mm -hmm. So for example, sometimes like, let's say you experience something very hard, like something very traumatizing, and then you try to relive it or remember some things, you're going to find that there are snippets of it that you don't remember. Yeah. Like a, like black memory. Exactly, exactly. Because you might not think, you know, yeah, okay, maybe because I healed a huge part of me and now my unconscious mind knows that I'm ready to deal with this part of me. So that's why it's bringing it to the surface. Some people don't really realize that that's what's happening. They just think, you know, ugh, I finally healed and now I'm thinking about this. They don't really yeah. think about it as, Okay, no, now I'm ready to deal with this. Let's deal with it. Wow, okay. So I guess just a follow-up question before you continue mm-hmm. is, can you control the unconscious mind? Or is this sort of like it has more power than, than the there person? Are, there are actually things that you can do not to control your unconscious mind, but to make it operate in a more beneficial way for you. So for example, the unconscious mind does not process negatives. Okay. So, for example, if you want to say, um, I will not fail, it does not process the I will not fail. It's going to process as I will fail. And therefore, it's going to start taking small steps that you're not aware aware of that's leading you to failure. So, I will not fail becomes I will fail. Exactly. So, instead of saying I will not fail, I tell my clients, say I will succeed instead. That's NLP, like neuro-linguistic programming is where you reprogram your brain to start saying things in a way that will rewire your conditioning. Wow. Yes. So for example, if I tell you don't think of a green car, you're going to start thinking of a green car to stop thinking about a green car. Right. Yeah, yeah. Right? Yeah. But if I tell you think about a red car, you're going to automatically think about a red car. And this is what I'm asking you. Interesting. So what you tell your brain, it's going to do. Because your, your unconscious mind is willing to do whatever you want it to do and serve you fully. But you need to give it instructions, very clear instruction, instructions. So basically, you have to understand how the brain works in order to, to work with it rather than against it, right? Because, for exactly. example, before we had this conversation, I had no idea that the brain couldn't process like negatives. Mm-hmm. So you're saying that the power of like how you speak to yourself deeply affects 
your unconscious. And exactly. wording is important. Exactly. Because even if, for example, you know how we always say, you know, I'm like, I'm so stupid jokingly. And yeah. we know we're joking. Your unconscious mind does not know that you're joking. It wow. takes it personal. So when it is, I'm so stupid, I'm so stupid repetitively, it's going to start taking steps towards that. It's going to start believing that you're stupid and making you act like you're stupid. Okay, so what I always, always, always say is imagine when you're talking to yourself, you're talking to your younger self. So when you're talking to your younger self, are you going to be encouraging yourself in a way that is positive or negative? Like, are you going to be telling yourself, you know, you're going to succeed or you're going to be happier or you're going to be uh, more successful than you can think? Or are you going to be like, okay, you're not going to fail, don't worry. Like, how would you want to talk to yourself? That's really powerful, yeah. Because I guess right. whenever you think of your, your younger self, you think of like a more vulnerable you. Exactly. And perhaps you speak to that version of yourself in a kinder way, in a more gentle exactly. way, in a more positive and encouraging way. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So like even there's one thing like I want to discuss, which is called presuppositions. Where when you talk to yourself, your brain is going to presuppose stuff. So for mm-hmm. example... If you say, I want to be happy, your brain is going to presuppose, presuppose that, okay, you know what? I'm not happy now, but I want to be happy. So it's going to make you live in a frame where you're not happy until you become happy. But if you say, I want to be happier, your brain is going to take it as, you know what? I am happy, but I just want to be happier. Okay. And the last and most important thing is that your unconscious mind always makes associations and links between things based on what you train it and based on your conditioning. What do you mean? Could you give an example? Of course. So ever since you're born, from the age zero to seven, and obviously like until you grow older, but from the age zero to seven, your brain is a sponge and it's just taking things and it's like you're recording. It's mm-hmm. constantly recording everything you're seeing, hearing from your parents, from your peers at school, from your teachers, from your cousins, from everything. You're just taking things in. And you're taking it in. So, for example, you see that you're in a restaurant and uh, someone is yelling at a waiter. And your parents get pissed because, like, no, you're not supposed to talk to waiters that way. You take that in. Mm-hmm. You condition it. Like, this becomes part of your conditioning. But you're not aware as a kid that this is part of your conditioning. But when you grow older, you find yourself treating waiters in a very respectful way, getting triggered when someone yells at waiters, not understanding why they're doing that. And then you realize, oh, it's because I realized as a kid, my my parents used to do that. So I became conditioned to do that. Wow. So it starts linking things and helping you understand that, okay, this is how I'm conditioned. So if I'm conditioned that way, I'm conditioned and when I see something, this is the state of mind I'm going to be in, and this is how I'm going to behave, and this is the result I'm going to get. So you're saying this happens between, the, like between birth and seven years old? Exactly. This is where you get most of your conditioning happens, but obviously you can learn more as you grow older because you always learn throughout your life. Yeah. But your conditioning, like your deep-rooted conditioning, is mm-hmm. from this age. Wow, okay. So the unconscious yeah. mind has a lot 
rooted in in upbringing and childhood of course of course because if you realize like there are so many unresolved negative emotions that go back to your childhood yeah and that's where like there, there are a lot of like sessions that i do where i'm just healing the inner child of my client honestly the thing that people need to do is to just surrender to their unconscious mind and not be scared of what's going to be revealed to them because when you work with your unconscious mind you will have to face a lot of ugly truths and people sometimes are scared of that because they don't know what to expect and sometimes they just feel guilty that these ugly truths are going to be related to their parents and they just don't want to think badly of their parents but in reality you're not really thinking in a negative way about your parents it's just that you need to come to terms and be at peace with these things because sometimes people have trauma responses due to things that happen to them and if they don't allow themselves to surrender to their unconscious mind and understand where that trauma response came from they're not going to be able to heal yeah actually when when we started this topic of unconscious mind one thing that i wanted to talk to you about is that for someone like me who didn't really know much about the unconscious mind or the power that it has I think that a normal response and one that I definitely had was a bit of fear because mm-hmm. my first my first thought is like I don't know what's in my unconscious mind like I'm I think yeah. a part of me is a bit scared to <laughs> to dive into it yeah um so I do think like the the fear element of it is quite um a normal response as well to the unconscious mind of course I ask my clients sometimes you know are you as your unconscious mind is it okay for your unconscious mind to release this negative emotion for you to be aware of it consciously they say no and that's because their unconscious mind is not allowing them to because they're scared yeah because other people find either like they think that their identity is in their sadness or their anger or their hurt so okay what if I let go of this hurt am I not going to have an identity anymore Yes. Well, I think that this is really fascinating because in my experience with mental health and and a lot of uh the things that I've been doing on this is I think that when you're knee deep in a mental health disorder or illness, you become like you take on that identity in a way. Like mm-hmm. let's say for example, I'm just going to use me because this is the example I can speak of, but I've been dealing with anxiety for like most of my life. um and i've been in treatment for it for like the past uh, almost 10 years and yeah. it it went to a point where i i wasn't me saraya i was i was always i was anxious and mm-hmm. i started wearing that as my identity so i think there's something to be said about um you know people kind of using that like their mental health state as their identity um because if you're not that then who are you slash exactly. what are you and that's also scary you know what was if you don't mind me asking what was your personal journey with like unlocking your unconscious mind like how did this start for you personally okay so i was a very shy person like i do not talk i do not uh, stand in front of the camera i do not do speeches i do not network i do not do anything and i i was a coach from 2019 and i had to do my training hours and everything but i never felt comfortable doing it because i was very shy and i knew i had a lot of unhealed parts of me mm-hmm. so from 2019 up until 2022 i was a coach 
but I wasn't practicing my coaching certifications, right? I wasn't mm-hmm. doing that full time. But when I went to Robert Simich's training and I dealt with my unconscious mind and I worked with it, I realized that all of this came from fear of disappointing my parents or disappointing myself or fear of embarrassment and all of that, which was holding me back. So I wasn't doing what I loved and I was doing what I hated because I was afraid of putting myself out there and embarrassing myself or disappointing my parents or not succeeding or whatever it is. So when I worked with my unconscious mind, I realized what was really holding me back. How was that process, if you don't mind me asking, how did you reach the the understanding that you were holding yourself back through these like personal, um, uh, I guess, realizations of not wanting to fail, not wanting to disappoint your parents? Was it sort of like you were in an unconscious state? Like how did, yeah, just the process of, yeah. of realizing uh, So there were so many points. But the first point I remember was that we were working on our driving questions. Basically, a driving question is the question that you keep repeating to yourself over and over. And it basically drives your actions. Interesting. So when you keep repeating it in your unconscious mind, again, it becomes a part of you. It's like white nose at some point where you're just saying it and you're not aware that you're saying it. My question was, will I fail? So I was training my unconscious mind that I am going to fail. And I'm just asking myself, will I fail? Will I fail? Will I fail? Rather than asking myself, will I succeed even more, for example? This is the order of emotions you have to work on. Anger, sadness, fear, hurt, and guilt. So when I was working on anger, I didn't struggle with it. And I worked mm-hmm. through it easily because I didn't experience a lot of anger in my life. Same thing with sadness. But when I came to fear, this is where I was stuck because this, this is where most of my emotions were. I was afraid. Mm. And when I understood that, because when you're working with it, some people see it visually, some people just feel it in their body. I just felt a lot of emotions and I saw like snippets of memories where I realized, okay, I was afraid in school. I was afraid with my family. I was afraid of like negative comments. I was afraid of embarrassment. So I realized that, okay, when I healed it, when I worked with these emotions and I no longer felt fear, I was capable of talking to people, of standing on a stage in front of like hundreds of people and giving workshops or doing sessions with people I've never met before or doing podcasts. Like these are things I was never capable of doing before because I was afraid. Amazing. So this is like what we're doing here is proof that um, there's so much power in the unconscious and un- unlocking exactly. that can fundamentally change A, exactly. your mental health, but B, also just your life. Mm-hmm. And, and the statement that genuinely changed my life is perception is projection and it's basically that what you perceive in the world outside is just a projection of you so the world outside is meaningless you put a meaning to it and that changed a lot in me because I realized okay so if I'm embarrassed or I'm scared of people's negative comments these negative comments are a projection of them they're projecting the parts that they don't like about themselves on me. It's not me, it's them. And that's where I just found peace because I should do me. I shouldn't yeah. be scared. Perhaps then unlocking the conscious mind is also somewhat of a peaceful resolution to, to things. Maybe at the time when you're unlocking certain things, and like you said, when you were working on your, your fear, 
in that moment, it might not be peaceful because you're constantly battling things and trying to overcome Mm -hmm. them. But then once you do, what I'm sensing from this is that there's overwhelming peace and like calm. Now we would like to do a guided exercise together called the perfect day exercise. Lean is going to lay out the steps to do this. Please take the time to follow and tell us what you think. Imagine that you are, you have one day to relive over and over again. Okay. And you want that day to be a perfect day for you because you're stuck in it. So you want to make sure that it's a day that you don't find reliving. And you have to go down to the smallest detail. Okay, so you open your eyes in the morning. What do you hear? What do you smell? What do you see? Are you sleeping in a bed alone or are you with someone? Are you married? Do you have kids? Like all these things. What's the first thought that comes to your mind? What are you going to do when you first open your eyes? Are you going to stay in bed or are you going to sit in bed or are you going to leave your bed? Okay, when you leave your bed, what are you going to do? What are your plans for the day? What are you going to be working on? Do you have any job? Do you have a business? Do you have, a, I don't know, like a magical plane that's going to fly you around? Like what, what are you going to be doing in that day for you to not mind reliving it on a daily basis? If you're listening to this, then you've made it to the end of today's episode. Thank you, Lean, for sharing your amazing wisdom with us. And thank you to our listeners for tuning in. We hope that this conversation has provided a useful tool on your own mental health journey. Don't forget to give us a follow on our Instagram at 88mind underscore Mina for more conversations like these and other updates regarding mental health in our region. Thank you.